The Bible Study Podcast, episode 419. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the Gospel of Matthew with Matthew 6 and the Sermon on the Mount, part 3. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We pick up where we left off in Matthew 6. Last time you may recall, we talked about not storing up your treasures in heaven and fasting. And this time we talk about worry. And Matthew 6, chapter 25 goes like this. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is life not more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or stow away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. And yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. I don't know how good a worrier you are, whether you are an amateur worrier or whether you are professional. I have certainly known my share of those who could go pro in the worrying category. My mother comes to mind, and you can tell her I said that because I give her a hard time about that. And she is much better than her mother was. Why do we worry? And what is worry? And how is worry different from planning? These are all the things that occur to me. I think of elsewhere in the Bible, in the Gospel of Luke, when Jesus is talking about counting the cost and preparing to pick up your cross, and he says, which of you, when you go to build a tower, doesn't first see whether you have enough materials to finish the tower? Otherwise, people will laugh at you, basically, for having a half-finished tower. So Jesus is encouraging that as we plan in our normal lives, so we will plan before we take up his cross so that we will take him seriously and we won't go into our life of faith without a plan as well. This is not in contradiction to that, to talk about not worrying. Worrying and planning aren't the same. So what is the difference between the two? Certainly, I think of the worst case scenario. How many of you have a mind that quickly goes to the worst case scenario? You can't give a public speech without thinking about people laughing at you. You can't start a business without worrying not just that the business will fail, but the business will fail and you will be a failure and never be able to do anything else again. Every lump is a tumor. Every silly comment from a friend means they don't love you anymore. How many of you go to that place? Certainly some of us do, and some of us do all the time, and some of us do occasionally. But the problem with that is that it tends to be unproductive. It tends to be a waste of time. And what Jesus is saying in these particular verses is that it's a waste of focus, that when we spend our lives worrying so much, especially about the mundane things, he talks about eating and drinking and clothes. 
very everyday things. When we spend our time worrying about those things, he's saying that we're not putting confidence in God and his ability to care for us. That we act as if God doesn't care for us. I think of in the novel Pilgrim's Progress. I don't know how many of you have read that. But there is a time at which our pilgrim is walking through a field and he sees the muckraker. And this is where the term muckraker comes from, somebody who dredges up scandal. But the muckraker in Pilgrim's Progress is just somebody who is living down in the muck. He is uh, scraping through the muck to try and find bits of straw. And yet above him, if he were only to look up, he's being offered a heavenly crown. And the author is saying that sometimes we get so caught up in the little, so caught up in the mundane, so caught up in the day-to-day, so caught up in the what shall we eat, what shall we wear, what shall we drink, that we fail to see someone who is offering us something even more important, fail to see the relationship that God is offering with us. And so the way Jesus puts that is, seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first what God desires for you to do, and he'll take care of the rest. The way the psalmist put it in Psalm 37, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. That when our hearts are filled with him, when our eyes are filled and focused on him, first of all, I think that so many other things get smaller. The perspective gets better. I think at that point, so many things seem not worth the worry. But I also think that the reason why the psalmist can say, when you delight in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart, is if we focus on him, it changes the desires of our heart. It focuses us on what God wants. It lets us seek first the kingdom of God. What does it mean to seek first the kingdom of God? A while ago, there were the bracelets that a lot of people were wearing. What would Jesus do? And there were certainly some people who were mocking that, but I think that that's not a bad question. I mean, it's really what does Jesus want me to do, or what is God doing in this situation, or, or what should I re- how should I react to this? But it's also, is this important? Is this worth thinking about? Is this worth worrying about? And placing our worries at the feet of a God who loves us. Coming boldly to that throne of grace with our worries and our concerns and saying, this is what I tend to worry about. This is what I am worrying about. I'm worrying about my children. I'm worrying about that lump that it may in fact be something serious. I'm worried about that friend who is sick. I'm worried about and all of those things and taking them to God. That's a better place for our worry, a better, a better way to deal with it than a lot of us tend to deal with when we fall into that state, when we fall into that place where we're just so wrapped up with what might go wrong. One of the things that I find that's really funny is that quite often when someone says, well, what's the worst thing that can happen? There, Actually, I can usually come up with something even worse anyway. But of course, most of those worst things that can happen don't happen. Um, And so spending a lot of time thinking about them is quite often a waste of time. It's an interesting study that happened recently that says people who watch the news get 
are more worried. Those people who watch the news have a more negative outlook on the world. And you can imagine why. Basically, it's not news when cars get where they're supposed to without crashing, when airplanes stay up in the air until the appropriate time to land, when place, when countries have peace. None of those things are newsworthy. And yet they are, for most parts of the world, for most days, for most cars, for most airplanes, normal. Normal is not newsworthy. And so, therefore, what hits the news, what's newsworthy, is quite often the bad news. And one gets the impression, if you spend a lot of time watching the news, that the world is a more dangerous place than it even is, because you don't see all the things that go right. And you get the impression that that bad thing they're showing you is all over the place. I want you to picture, if you can, if you are someone who thinks that the world is a dangerous place, what do you think is happening with the world right now? Is it getting safer or is it getting more dangerous? Let's just take the U.S. The U.S. is where I live. More dangerous or more safe? Take a moment. What do you think? If I was asking you that question in 1992, the answer would have been more dangerous. Crime was on the rise. But since that year, pretty much every major crime category has dropped, quite often significantly. Violent crime is down about 40%. Property crime is down about a third. Murder is down about 40%. Rape is down about 25%. Robbery is almost half of what it was in that time. Aggravated assault is down 30%. Burglary is down about 40%. Is that what you would have predicted? Is that your perception from watching the news? Is the world getting better or the world getting worse? Well, the answer is both. The answer is that there are two different forces at work in the world, that God is got his plans and purposes that move forward, and that there are those there are powers and principalities that are fighting against him, against the purposes and plans of God. Some things are certainly better, but God intends even better still. And God intends us to be part of that plan and part of that kingdom. Did you notice it was seek first the kingdom of God? Seek first the place where God is in charge. Seek first the place where things follow God's rules. Seek first to be obedient to God. And then all these things, all these other things will be taken care of. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Chris2x. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Dedicating time each day to spend feeding our minds and our hearts the truth of God's Word is immensely helpful in our growth as followers of Christ. I'm John Stonge, and each day I host a show called Daily Devotions with Pastor John. On the show, I spend just a few minutes taking an applicational look at one or two verses of Scripture before coming to the Lord in prayer. If you'd like to make a habit of spending more time meditating on the truth of God's Word, You can listen to Daily Devotions with Pastor John at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcasting app.